This is episode 155 on The Herpreneur Show. Today we have trusted business advisor, Paula Day. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Ladies, today is a very important conversation about getting you to really look at the infrastructure in your business. Paula Day is passionate about helping small to medium business owners switch on their brain to step into a CEO mindset and to be able to run their business like a CEO. Many of us are stuck in the day-to-day and running our business like how it did at the very start, like a startup, and it's time it needs to grow and shift. Paula Day holds a bachelor degree in business accounting and has a CPA certificate. She's also been in the corporate ladder, mastered the skills of all different ranges for operation, helping with government. She's worked with the big, big businesses in corporate, and she's also been an entrepreneur herself with a couple of startups under her belt. She's managed to put all this together for us, and I've had the delight of mentoring Paula the last year, being able to bring all this into her incredible consulting business that she has now. In today's interview, we really uncover a couple of things, not just running the business as a CEO, and she gives a great example of what she's done with one of the clients there, but also some real truths, real truths about having a relationship if you're working with your partner or if you and your partner are in two completely different jobs, completely different businesses, and when you come home, what does that look like? How we actually take the business decision-making, masculine mask off, and how do we step back into our feminine? We also talk about the importance of cash flow with the business, how we can make sales, but we still don't have money to play with to do marketing and to help our business grow. Uh, We take a lot of twists and turns at the back end of going knee-knee deep into business and uh, talking about some of the stuff that really helps move the needle. I hope you enjoy today's interview. Let me introduce you to business strategist, Paula Day. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, Paula, I love to start whereabouts in Australia. Do you reside? Where do you live? Where do you work from? Take us to your yeah. place. I'm in Melbourne. Um, this is home. This has been home for majority of my life. Oh, I, you know, I love Melbourne for one thing and everybody is the same. It's the shopping, right? It's the shopping. It's, it is the shopping. shopping. <laughs> and because Paula Day is there and that's why we all love it now as well. <laughs> Paula, let's get into it. You help people go from a small business owner running their business still pretty much like a startup, which they've been in their business maybe for five years, 10 years, goodness no, 20 years. Yes. And you go in there and you help re-engineer their business and you get them to put a CEO hat on. Yes, yeah. I sure do. Let's go there. I want to talk about this. Why are you so passionate about helping people go from a small business owner mindset to actually running their business like a CEO? Yeah, as you said, it could be 20 years. It could be (laughs) that we're still running the business the same way because that's all we know. And so you could be doing things in the business that you don't need to be doing or you're too scared to hand over or that's the way you've always done it. 
but it needs to shift if you're going to grow the business and you need to do it in a different way. So that could be that it could be hiring team. It could be around just handing over some of those tasks that you absolutely love, but you shouldn't be doing anymore. Mm. Um, and it could be um, help around the business too. It could be help in your home life as well. Like I got a lot of help in my home life so that I can do the business that I want to do. And a lot of my clients, you know, I have to sometimes really say that a few times that it's okay to let go of some of the tasks that you've done all of your life to give yourself some space to be able to just put the CEO hat on and actually have space to think, have space to have those growth conversations, to have space to think of new strategies, because you just constantly doing all the work you're not getting a chance to have a think of those things true one of the important things is you said it's because they've always done it sometimes we're always doing things because we don't know how to do anything different we don't know what we don't know we are unconscious incompetence so we continue to run our business like a startup and this might be what some of the women are listening now you know asking yourself should your business be growing with some of the things that Paul has been saying hiring team get him some space so you can actually put the CEO hat on and do you have someone to talk to to help you put the CEO hat on so you can actually take the goggles off and actually see what the potential is Um, one of the things I know that you do specifically is you go in and you systemize, you've got a background from accounting, plus you've got an entrepreneurial background, you've done date coaching, you've done entrepreneurial coaching, and now you bring them all together to make you an incredible business strategist. Can you talk about some of the magic that you do and what people need to do to be the CEO of the business by putting these systems in place? What are some of the things we need to be looking at? The, the key is to look at what you want to achieve. And often people come to me and they say, look, I, I need to grow. I need to hire more team or I need uh, more infrastructure. I need, I need more. But sometimes when we dig down, it's actually about doing the business differently. So it's setting up the systems differently or setting up systems because there's actually none there. Sometimes yeah. it's all just up in the head. We haven't actually got those down on, on any kind of system to work out whether that's even the best way to do it. Like one, one uh, client going back a little bit now, I was working with, it was quite a big, uh, a big team, but there was generally the same sort of tasks happening and across different people in the team, but they weren't aware of it. Like they had systemized as much as they possibly could, but they couldn't see what they couldn't see, if you know what I mean. Like you Sometimes we're just so stuck in it that this is the way that we do business. Yep, that person does that and this person does this. They hadn't even thought that it could possibly be done differently. And the solution with that one was actually um, a update in software so that the software that we chose was able to do a repetitive task and we were able to do it so that not many people did it. Just It was just done once by one person and that saved a, a whole heap of time for, for the business time that could be freed up to spend elsewhere and also yeah. time um, for, the, for the team to do other tasks too, right? Do you know what's interesting? Because you've said this a couple of times, which is to free you up to do other things. I do know that you bring a lot of your background from the dating coach days as well into what you do. Yeah. And one thing you're very passionate about when you do your coaching and you get a lot of husband and wife teams mm. is you look at how to be able to keep that marriage happy as well. Like you actually have a, a, a keynote topic about how to stay happy, happily married and never fight again. 
yes. <laughs> Let's go there. What's some of your your learnings or teachings that you have around this? Oh, look, I'm so passionate about this. I think it's really important that you, because so many businesses actually, and especially small businesses, they end up going under um, because the marriage breaks up or the mm. partnership breaks up, right? So, you know, especially if it's a husband and wife business, but even when it's not a husband and wife business and you're, you know, if you're in the business and your yeah. partner is not in the business, mm -hmm. if you're not giving them enough time or you're always busy or you're, you know, always doing stuff and never really present yeah. with them, then it's not great for the relationship. And sometimes we forget that that's the reason why we've built the business usually in the first place to have, you know, a beautiful lifestyle with the people that we love. <laughs> Exactly right. Like, and, and it's true because, you know, the beautiful thing with Pete and I working together now is that we do understand what we both need to do with the business, mm -hmm. but we do understand that there's times when we just want to do no work talk and we just want to be family talk. But I can imagine as well, going back in the day when I was running herpreneur events and he was with the entourage and there is that separation there because they might not understand what you're doing or, yes. you know, and, and you're giving your heart and soul into this launch or to whatever it is. And they're watching you break down or be, you know, a nervous wreck or yes. walk around being a total bitch. <laughs> it's different yeah. emotions going every second. So um, I, I can see that. And you know, the other thing is Paula is, I truly believe that we really need a way to be able to get back into our feminine after we work. Yes. Because as women, we're in our masculine a lot as we work. I, yeah, I'm, I'm still learning how to tap into my feminine continuously and be conscious of that. Mm. But, you know, we're so got, you know, structures and systems and, you know, team and we're communicating and we've, we've got all this stuff going on and everything is very logistical and logical. Yes what are some of the things that we can do to help us go, okay, I'm stepping out of work mode. Mm. Let me get into my feminine. What are some things that we can do there to actually help us change gears? Yes. Uh, look, this is something that, you know, it took me years to learn, years to learn. And um, it is something that I still have to actively practice sometimes because, yeah, I'm in that masculine go, go, go. And to step out and go, okay, well, I don't want to bring that into my relationship. I want to actually bring, um, you know, my feminine self into this relationship and allow my partner to step into his masculine when we're home. So um, for me, sometimes it's, I'm imagining like I'm putting on a different hat, like I'm taking some time out, but sometimes it does take a bit of time. So it might mean that you go for a walk. It might mean that you do a short meditation. It might mean that you sit there with a cup of tea and just have a breath. Before or a glass of wine. Do. Yeah, a glass of wine before you do, like enter mm -hmm. in the family environment or enter in, you know, with your partner, just so that you can actually go, you know what, I don't have to bring all of this mm -hmm. and I don't have to, you know, still be making all of the decisions. I don't have to bring all of that into my relationship. I can just allow myself to be in my feminine. And, you know, a big part of that and you know, an easy way to do it is to go for a walk in nature or just sit outside. Or I know that you, what you talk about, Annette, is grounding, like just get out yeah. there um, and, you know, give yourself 20 minutes 
and I'll, I'll do that often. I might go through for, you know, multiple walks without the iPhone, you know, without yeah. the headset, you know. Yeah. And, and reconnect him. Yeah. Reconnect. Um, someone that I know, what she does is she takes her work clothes off and she actually has a shower. Yes. And she puts salt in the shower and she scrubs herself with salt. So she has this whole ritual where she, you know, blesses everyone for the day. But, you know, that works for her. Yeah. I just don't know if I can be bothered having a shower straight after work because, you know, I've got dinner to cook. and Yeah, you've got all the things to do, right? So, you... <laughs> so the, going for a walk or just putting my feet in the ground is definitely good. Or a cup of tea. Yeah. Hey, I prefer a glass of wine. You talk on many different things. You talk on, you've got um, your money playbook. We've got um, simplify things, make more money, work less, burn the business books. There's so many different talks that you give and strategies that you give to your clients. I'd love to start with, you know, why are you passionate about, you know, the the money playbook? Has this obviously got your accounting background in? And I actually read it the first time she sent it. I opened it up on a Saturday and I don't read much for business on a Saturday, let me tell you, ladies. And I was loving it. I was hooked. My son was in his piano lessons and I hear him secretly reading <laughs> money playbook. And I texted and I went, I love it. I didn't know you wrote this good. And strategies to boost your business within yeah. the Let's talk about a couple of the, the strategies off the top of your head. I, I absolutely loved working that, uh, writing that book and, you know, putting things down. I, I have to say, like, and this is probably comes up for many business owners, you know, what came up for me when I started writing it was, who am I to talk about money, right? <laughs> and I had to remind myself, I'm like, hang on a minute. I do have a CPA. I have been, I have worked as an accountant. I have, you know, I do have a really great skill set in this. And um, that's a, a big thing for business owners. Sometimes we don't think we can do this and we don't think that we can actually, you know, manage our money or manage our finances. But in fact, we can. And, you know, we think it's too hard. And, and so we, we avoid it. So some of the things in there are, um, you know, some mindset shifts that you you really need to make to bring in more money. And sometimes that's all it takes. Like it's just an old mindset or an old belief that, and it popped up in one, one of my daughters the other day. She said, I'm not good with money. And I thought, wow, where'd you wow. get that? Yeah. Mm. And so if we think we're not good with money, we might not even look at the money or we might not even think about it. Um, when we're making decisions, we might avoid it. Or we might hand it over. I, I speak to especially a lot of women um, business owners. They still hand all of their, their financial affairs over to, to hubby. Um, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nothing and, would get paid if it was that way for my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so running that side of it. You can run a good business, but I'll tell you what, it comes to our personal life. I'm the one that looks after the bills. Has yes. all the auto debits happening? Yeah. 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 So um, not being afraid to go, okay, well, oh, that's the way I used to do things. But as a business owner, I can actually shift these things. Mm. Um, building a, you know, a dream team around you as well. And like that dream team doesn't have to be full time. It doesn't have to be really strenuous to, to start off with. A lot of people think, oh, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I could take on a full timer because I don't know if I have enough work every single week or I'm not, I'm scared, you know, that I'm going to pay. I've got um, one of my current clients, they've just taken on their, their second full-time employee 
And their first one, they were so scared about. The second one, they're like, yep, done, hired, we're going. <laughs> Isn't that interesting seeing that shift? Seeing mm. the shift, right? But, that mindset again. But thinking outside the box too, that you could get help like in your home. Like often our business owners are still doing all the home things, especially, you know, if that's been your task in the past. And mm. if, you know, if you love doing that task then then great but if you could spend your time better and make more money in your business if you didn't have to do that home task like cook a really elaborate dinner or do the washing or something that's really easy to outsource and not too expensive either or um you know employ what I call team family like I do I mean I have five children and they're all very capable of doing some dinners. They're all very capable of helping in different ways in the house. So just looking outside the box to go, okay, how can I get help or how can I ask for some support if you need it in your business so that you can create some space to grow? Mm. What are some things in place that we need to do to really run the business like a CEO? What are some of the key things that we need to go, okay, these are, if there was like four or five things, what would they be that we would need to really look at to help us have that, you know, accelerated growth? So for example, I have a client who's been with me for a while now. Um, and when we first met, they, you know, had outsourced their accounting. They had no idea what's really going on there. They mm. had, um, you know, infrastructure set up to a point, but it, they didn't really have it set up very well. So we got into, you know, pulling out the, the forecasting and pulling out what they want to make and what the current cash is. And that was, you know, a real eye-opener because we could see, you know, where some of the wastage was happening. We could actually see what was being spent and we could make some adjustments to the way things were going. And the good thing about it was that we, you know, we still outsource a lot of the, the book work. However, the owner now understands how to look at her cash and mm -hmm. how to interpret um, forecasting and how to pre-plan like pre -plan into the future. So not only do we have some forecasts set up, so, but we've also got some pre-planning of you know, how we're going to make those sales to get to that point as well. Mm, yeah, awesome. Let's talk about this. I know you're very passionate about cash flow, especially, you know, having your CPA accounting background as well. And you were talking about forecasting. Let's just shine a light on that for a moment. Talk to me about why is it important to grow your business and never run out of cash? And how can we actually do it so we can remain cash positive and, you know, not have to close the business down because, you know, we've gone broke. Yeah. And that's a very real problem. The problem why most small businesses, especially in Australia, go under each year, it's because they actually just simply run out of cash. It's not they've lost passion. It's not that they're not making sales. So they're still making sales, but they run out of cash because they've made the decisions in the wrong area of the business they haven't been aware. So this this can, um, you know, be an issue. If, we, if you're not looking at your cash, yeah, it can be an issue around, um, you know, not having enough put away for tax and, for you know, paying it, paying your staff properly, or paying um, yourself properly as well, um, and that's that's something that a lot of business owners don't do as well. Or it could be that you just aren't aware of 
you know, the, the cash situation, what's coming in and what's going out. So you start making decisions on that gut feel or you make a decision that, oh, we've had a good sales month mm-hmm. rather than the forecasts and the cash, like the actual um, numbers. And this is how a lot of businesses operate, especially at the beginning, but I've seen businesses operate in this space and then they're never really sure about the cash. They're really never really sure what they're going to have next month because they mm-hmm. haven't set up the systems properly and they haven't taken the time to really understand things from that level. Yeah, yeah. And this is the difference though when you go into business when you're just hoping just to make money <laughs> and then there's a stage when you know that you are growing And that's when we need to go, hey, I need systems and processes because I need to be able to track everything. I need to run it now like a proper business. And then you start and lead to look if you can have staff and if you can afford staff. Ladies, I know this stuff isn't sexy. It's not the sexy stuff about business. No, we get excited about doing our marketing and, you know, bringing on a new client, you know, we're excited to get this amazing proposal out because we've got to have the best new biggest client. That's the fun stuff. That's the sexy stuff. But to, to, to be able to do that, it's having this as the foundation, Mm -hmm. right? Because as soon as that foundation is set up, it relieves so much pressure, I remember the first thing that I did was um, get my bazers sorted because I was trying to do it on my own and um, that's just a laugh in itself. Um, but I would leave it till the very last day of the quarter and then I went, right, I need to do it monthly because I'm just <laughs> got too much to do <laughs> at the end of three months. And then that was the first thing I ended up so- outsourcing because I was like, this is this is ridiculous. One, me doing my baz and two, just the amount of stress that was causing me. And again, like you're saying, sometimes it's not a full-time hire. It's just outsourcing the right piece for the right person. I have um, a past client who's now one of my very, very best, best friends. And she ran health clubs for years. And she always had, you know, physical health clubs with a massive team. She was the very first private health club entity to sell to Fitness First in Australia, which when they were here, you know, they were the the bee's knees of health clubs. Then she ended up selling all the clubs and she went into consulting for health clubs and she was in an office and it was her and her daughters. And hi, if you're listening, girls, you know who you are. Um, And she was used to working with physical staff because she's ran gyms her whole life. Everything I'm saying to her when we go out for dinner, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, you could get a VA to do that. You just outsource that. Why do you need another team member? Like, look at your profit. Like, and I'm just looking at all this stuff that she could outsource and not need a physical team member. To this date now, it took about three years for her to adjust. She's in her 60s. So sometimes, you know, the older we get, lady, the more we sort of get, you know, stubborn and just want to do what we know. Uh, But finally, three years later, she started doing her first hire as a VA. Now I'm guessing she's probably got seven or eight VAs and she's just got her two girls that work with her, her two um, daughters and herself in the office and everything else is outsourced. And she's probably bringing in about, I don't know, three mil at the moment just now because that's all taken off her plate she now can travel overseas she's just hopefully landing a massive chain overseas of health clubs where now her next hire needs to be someone to help her do her consulting because there's only one of her (laughs) 
So that would be the next hire. But it's just interesting when we look at how we need to restructure our business, right, based on where it is at this current day. Yes. Because we evolve. Why doesn't our business evolve? Our business does not need to stay the same. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's got to It's got to evolve. Yeah. Paula, we have many business owners that are growing their business, but they're not even pulling themselves a wage. Can you help us with some tips and tricks and things to help shift that? Yes. This is a huge problem. And, you know, look, I've spoken to business owners who've been in business for 20 plus years and still not paying themselves properly, even having, you know, I, I attract a lot of husband and wife. So it's usually sometimes the wife or the husband's in the business helping them and they're not getting paid either so yeah and they get to a point where they're like they lose the passion because they think gosh well I'll just go back to a job at least I'll get paid more than I'm getting paid here yeah but yet pay everyone else right mm. like make sure that they've got all of their you know bills paid all their 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 contractors all their or workers yeah, paid contractors, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure everything's paid, but then leave leave themselves to last. And the thing is, like when we can do that, when we do that, we're not um, valuing ourselves, and also um, sometimes we're not charging enough to be able to to, to take a wage either. So I had a bis, um, business I'm working with, and when we did the figures, I'm like, you're not charging enough. Like we actually need to put more of a profit margin on there for you mm. like so that you can you can be okay um and they were really scared they're like but what if they won't pay you know what if what if someone doesn't um yeah you know pay me anymore because you know i've increased the, the, price. the price yeah and so but the thing is you're not going to know until you until you actually give it a go you're not mm. going to know and if you continue on like this anyway, you're going to go under because you're you're not going to feel great about yourself. So, yeah. you know, if you know your numbers and you can, you know, pull in things elsewhere, you can automate where you can, you can, you know, look at those figures, make sure that then you pay yourself first. You know, mm. you put yourself, okay, yeah, this is what I'm going to get paid. And when you do that, something shifts in your mind because you think, right, well, if I've paid me this, I need to make sure that I make that money so I can pay my team. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's interesting you're saying about looking at how much profit is actually there in in what they're actually selling because that's the first thing because if there's no profit there or if they're making this money profit, where's it all going to? So I love that you've just said this because there is a big fear because Pete and I have the reverse selling method. We have people that come to convert club. And the one thing that Pete always does is look at people to see if they can put up their prices. And then the first thing they say is, but what if they say no? And that's when we know that they need the sales training because you need to know how to emit to share your value. You need to know how you can express it and how to elicit that value back from your clients. And that helps increase the value. Though the other thing, Paula, where you're saying is you might have clients that say, what if I put them up and they go? Mm. The good thing is if they go, at least the next person you make doesn't know your old price. 
They exactly. don't know your old price. And then that should actually make up for two of the clients that have left. You know, one new client should, could make up with two new clients. So you don't need as many or as many sales. If we're not talking about clients, we're talking more pro products. Yeah, it's, 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 it's that growth. So if people do have the attrition where people mm -hmm. drop off or if you've got like a subscription and you've suddenly put the price up, your yes. new price will then start to... Well, it attracts, yeah, it attracts and it, better clients. It will replace, it will replace yeah. the multitudes. You'll, do, you'll, have less, you'll need less clients or less sales, but you'll get more profit in. That's what I'm trying to say if I can articulate it right. <laughs> and, and with this, like one of my, one of my clients had had this problem like I mean, when we it it helped them attract better quality clients like last yes. couple of weeks ago they did Dior and when we first met they were just doing little oh. little clients you know people who were unknowns right now yeah. that you know we got together and I said you've got to put your your you know little um things on your website to say who you've worked with they said we've got about a hundred really good ones now well, how do we pick? Yeah. You know, so yeah. are you saying no yes. to older clients or to the less money or to whatever it is? It does allow you to stand for who you are now, who you can accept and who you can attract. And you're right. You get better quality. It's about drawing that line in the sand. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. How exciting to have Dior. Wow. Yes. I remember when I had billionaire babes, that was the first mastermind that I had I remember I wanted either Mercedes-Benz or Porsche to be on my books and um and I remember like doing the secret shops thing I was like oh I want I should have gone for Dior ladies that's what I should have done or Chanel exactly <laughs> that would have been nice to have on the books Paula you have worked with many businesses large corporates governments to what you love now is the small to medium enterprises yeah what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see with your clients now that you know are really stopping them with their growth, stopping them really being able to have a successful business? Yeah. So, uh, look, I think it's mainly focusing on the wrong, the wrong things, like focusing on the wrong tasks, just having that, uh, like, guidance to structure things in a little bit of a different way and free up some of their time because, Sometimes it's just freeing up that time so they can have a bit more time to think that, that mm. space or a little bit of time that they can spend with their family where they can get some ideas and bring it back into the business and they're not just so tired doing mm. the same stuff over and over and over again. So, you know, looking at, looking at the tasks differently and looking at, you know, what can they automate what can they outsource what can what can they you know um, bring on a permanent team member with like what what things can they do to to better structure the business so it works for them now it's going to be different for everybody as well like you know the way I run my business now would be very different to the way I ran it when my kids were a bit younger and mm. now I can run it a little bit differently so it, you know, you've got to work with, you know, the stage of life that you're at as well and what, you know, obligations and what things you've got in your life or that you want to incorporate into your life as well. Mm. Well, I'd love for you to give a piece of advice for two different types of listeners we have, one for the woman in the startup and one for the woman in the growth phase. What would you be your two best pieces of advice? All right. So if you're in the startup phase and you're um, going heavy now in the in the marketing and authority and sales and learning all of those things I want you to know that there if you want this to grow you need to make a decision 
And it just really starts with that decision that you're going to go all in and that you will find a way because there are so many different ways to make this work and you will find your way if you make that decision just that it's going to work. There is no question about it. It will work. Um, and if you are in the stage where your business is actually growing, you're past the startup stage, you know, you've got sales coming in, all of that sort of flowing for you, I really encourage you to the, instead of looking at, okay, I just need to bring in more people, I, I want you to think about, you know, how can I really understand my business more? How can I create some space? How can I automate some things to create some space? And how do I, how can I create some space to get really intimate with my figures? Because I think, you know, that's a, it's a key thing that we miss, like just actually knowing what's going on with our finances so we can make better quality decisions going um, into that growth space yeah. in your business. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Paula, I would love to find out from you, what's the one thing that you do on a very regular basis that makes you the happiest version of you, that gets you away from your desk and you know it's your go-to physical movement, something that gets you in your body and out of your head, makes you the happiest version of you, what would it be? I am a, a big lover of weights at the moment. So I love to get out of the house. That means getting away from the kids, getting to yeah. the gym. And doing my weights, like I can switch off. I don't know anyone there. It's just me and getting my workouts done. Now, ladies, bit of a background. I have given Paula a bit of a weights program behind the scenes. How are you going with that? Are you enjoying the heavy, heavy? Yes. Well, you know, definitely this morning I was I was a bit scared that I was going to be able to lift a pen after my workout because <laughs> it was a tough workout. And it's it's been really good. So I love. You feel powerful, don't? You? How I powerful? Feel really do you powerful. Feel like yeah. And it's such a shorter a period of time. Like I'm, it's not the volume of time. It's, it's the, quality. the quality. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We'll have to look at what you've done because I think you drew for a little bit of a swap around. But um, yes, ladies, if I could just say one thing about this, just to to back what she's saying about the the weights nothing makes you feel so much more powerful than being like strong and pulling these weights down. Like when you put the weights down, suddenly you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the serotonin just spikes straight through the roof. Uh, Paula, thank you so much for sharing your genius today and um, letting everybody know about how to really get that mindset. It's the mindset shift. It's a mindset shift of really taking your business seriously and calling yourself a businesswoman or calling yourself yeah. the CEO instead of just thinking, I've just got a small business. I just run a business from home. You know, we can look at it at two different ways. And I think you were saying the first piece of advice for the startup, which is make the decision that you're going all in. Mm -hmm. Because if we keep that mindset through our journey and change the language, and I know, gosh, you've got so many backgrounds and just think because you do the NLP master prac, like you do a lot of stuff, like that language shift on its own. And I know you were saying in your book, one of the things about mindset, that the mindset of just owning that you are a business owner now, you're a businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur, using those words to describe yourself even just makes you put that hat on to start going right, time to pull my socks up, start to run this business like a CEO. So I love the shift that you're doing now in helping, you know, these, these business owners really take that business up. You know, we're helping Australia, we're helping, you know, increase entrepreneurship, which is just going hard and strong these days. 
No, and it's not just about the big companies anymore. Now, Paula, I do believe that you have a brilliant gift for the show. Can you share with everybody what it is? Yes, I am going to give away my money playbook to everyone here. So um, I'll give you the link to pop in in the podcast episode. Yeah. And yeah, you'll be able to download that money playbook and get, you know, 10 different strategies that you can actually just implement straight away and get going to really, you know, simplify things in your business and make some more money. Beautiful. Now, just in case I drop it somewhere else. Now, ladies, we just talked about the money playbook. That is a gift that we have today that Paula is giving to us. So if you do want to get your hands on it, as I said, it's a really good read. It's a short read, but it's a great one. Uh, Just scroll below and click that link because you can get access to it immediately. Thanks so much, Paula. So great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you are the happiest person that you know. I'm out.